been reminded this past week from God's word that we are very needy people. And so if you will, just take a few moments, come before the Lord with the petitions that you have, asking the Lord for his favor, asking the Lord for wisdom. And so take a few moments right now and do that. Father, you are good. You are holy. You are righteous, Father. Your character does not change. You have called us as your children to come before you with petitions. Father, we ask right now that you would bless this time as your holy word is read and preached. We pray, Lord, for your grace that you would grow us, mature us, conform us more into the image of your son this morning. Help us to properly evaluate our life with the word of God and to make changes so that we may glorify you more in our everyday living. Father, we pray for Eulis. Pray for the salvation of the lost that are here. Lord, for our neighbors, for those who need you. Father, we pray for your kingdom to grow overseas in India. Father, you'd send out more workers into the harvest because the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. Father, grow your kingdom there. Father, as we look at Proverbs 3, Lord, we come before you saying we need you. We need your help. Give us wisdom to understand. Give us understanding so that we can apply it to our life for your name and for your glory. And all God's people said, amen. If you would remain standing for the reading of God's word, turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And if you can, I'm going to be reading the whole chapter, so if you can remain standing for the whole chapter, if not, feel free to sit down. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Reminder is context, Father is speaking to his son. He says, my son, do not forget my teaching, let your heart Keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in Yahweh with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear Yahweh and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh, refreshment to your bones. 
Honor Yahweh with your wealth and with the firstfruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise Yahweh's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For Yahweh reproves him whom he loves as a father the son in whom he delights. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. Yahweh, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open, and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. They will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on the way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes. For Yahweh will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. Then it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious person is abomination to Yahweh, but the upright are in his confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Toward the scorners he is scornful, but to the humble he gives favor. The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Please be seated. So this is our third sermon that we have come to in Proverbs chapter 3. Solomon has been pleading with his son to listen, to not forget, to take to heart the wisdom that he has been taught. Take to heart, that means that we listen to what we have heard, we understand what we have heard, and we apply it to our life. We take something to heart. As we go in this life, as we are walking in this life, we take it to heart. Specifically here, Solomon is pleading with his son to get heavenly wisdom, the wisdom from God that's found in Jesus Christ. As human beings, we are all sinful. We have a sinful nature, and we can easily rely upon our limited understanding, not trusting the Lord who is all-knowing. We need to be sure that we are living life according to the wisdom of God and not the wicked wisdom of this world. Every morning when we wake up, we need to be reminded of His grace. We need transformation of our mind. And this will only happen if we meet with the Lord. That we need to acknowledge Him, trust Him with our life, every area of our life. 
following the path of Lady Wisdom because she will lead us in the straight and the narrow. God's wisdom created this well-ordered world that you and I see each and every day. And we can and we need to, we must trust his wisdom for our life. We are extremely needy people. We need God for all things every day. We need to abide in his word, being reminded, being taught. We need to open our hearts to the Lord in prayer. As I've said the last few weeks, if you and I do not come before the Lord in prayer, we don't believe in his providence. We need to submit to the Lord in all things. We need to delight in him, for in him we find contentment. We need the Lord, and he is enough. If we daily fail in the transforming of our minds, we will not acknowledge God in all of our ways. We will be wise in our own eyes, not fearing the Lord, walking the fool's path. Furthermore, the Lord and his grace, he will discipline us. We will despise his discipline, not learning and resisting the rewards of wisdom. Last week I said over and over again, the soul set on many things can do nothing well. So what is your soul set on? Is it multiple things or is your soul set on Christ alone? A soul set on Christ and other things, that is not our calling. The throne of our heart is not to be shared with another. We are to set our soul on Christ alone. When our soul is not set on the Lord, when we are failing to listen and to follow the voice of Lady Wisdom, we will neglect understanding. We will neglect protection. We will neglect what is good. We will neglect the Lord's steadfast love and faithfulness. We will neglect renewal and refreshment. We will neglect the good and meaningful life of glorifying God and enjoying Him forever. We will miss what is most precious in this life when our soul is not set upon the Lord. We will not have peace and our hearts will be restless. You see, the blessed life is a life in Jesus Christ, a life pursuing wisdom, enjoying the rewards of wisdom, and glorifying him in all things. Already in Proverbs 3, we have seen the truth that there is nothing that compares to wisdom, and yet we are often found not pursuing it, not seeking it, not running after it with our life. We are content with the things of this world that will never satisfy because Christ alone satisfies. Proverbs 3, verse 21 and 22. He says, My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. They will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. So Solomon continues in his teaching. He says, my son, keep wisdom, keep discretion. My son, keep these things by not losing sight of her. Remain focused. The word keep here means to guard, to watch. So this is an imperative. It's a command. It's not an option. It's not an opinion. It says keep 
wisdom. My son, my daughter, you are to keep sound wisdom and discretion. Why should wisdom be pursued and kept by us? Verse 22. It is life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Why should discretion be kept and pursued? You see, when one has discretion, they think through the consequences of their actions and they choose the best course based on the wisdom of God. Yes, eternal life is found in Jesus Christ alone, but so is the abundant life in the here and the now for the Christian. Listen up, if you are in Christ, you are to walk with him, you are to pursue him. You are to live an abundant life, having daily communion with the Lord. Last night, my family and I, we went to Babe's Chicken. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but I highly recommend it, only if you skip lunch, if you're going there for dinner. The food is absolutely amazing, and I'm just reminded of our daily need for the intake of food to live. And sometimes we are often guilty of coming before the table so hungry, so, so ready to eat, that our affections for the food in which the Lord has provided don't even compare to our affections and our hunger just for the Lord. That abundant life is found in our daily communion with the Lord. Like the song, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. An abundant life, keeping his commands. We are not to just live. We are to live an abundant life in Christ. This is why he came. He came for that very reason, that we would live day in and day out with our minds and our hearts set upon Christ, taking what he has said, his word with us, and living for his name, living for his glory, living for his kingdom. He came for this reason, that we would live an abundant life, that we would just stop living and live abundantly. Now, I can't give you a six-step process, but I can encourage you to make the Lord the greatest priority of your life. To get alone with him, to read his word, to meditate upon it, to listen to his word, to talk to him, and to go and to obey his word, to take it to heart as you live. Verse 21, he says, My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Adornment for your neck refers to favor and the sight of God and man. Favor is found when wisdom is kept. When wisdom is kept by you, you will be living the life that you were created to live. And the opposite of that is true. When you and I are not living according to the wisdom that is found in the Lord, we are living a life that is unwise, that does not glorify him. You see, nothing compares to wisdom. The value of wisdom, the rewards of wisdom, the rewards of wisdom are matchless. The keeping of wisdom in your life will be life for your soul. 
And there is nothing greater than life for your soul. This is abundant life. This is glorifying the Lord. Life for your soul is the enjoyment of the Lord. So often we begin to think of our Christian life as if it is completely and utterly dependent only on the Lord. As if you and I don't have a responsibility. Sometimes we can come to church, sometimes we can come before our Bible and we can begin to read, begin to listen, and and we begin to respond just internally thinking, "I'm, I'm really bored with this. And we think that way because we are thinking wrongly. It shows our affections were not set upon the Lord very often this past week Our affections were set on the things of this world that do not satisfy. Our Lord does not change. If we are bored with what the the word of God says, if we're bored with gathering and singing praises to the Lord, that's a reflection of our own walk. Life for your soul is the enjoyment of the Lord. Look at verse Proverbs 3, verse 23 and 24. It says, Then... You will walk on your way securely. Your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. This is a promise. It's a promise of blessings. When wisdom is kept by us, your walk will be secure and you will not stumble. There are many obstacles in this life. So many hurdles, so many unforeseen dangers and challenges. We daily experience the unexpected. This past week, my daughter Addison and Matt Mayo and I, we traveled to Nashville, Tennessee, to the Southern Baptist Convention. I don't have time to talk about that right now. It would be an extremely long talk. But on the way there, as well as on the way back, we were met with some unforeseen challenges that required careful navigation. Our personal lives are the exact same way. And if we are to walk securely, if we are to walk without stumbling, we need to follow heavenly wisdom that is found in Christ. When we fail to seek the Lord in our obstacles, we will fail to acknowledge the Lord, and we will forget that the Lord is sufficient. Proverbs 3.23, then you will walk on your way securely, your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. So walking the path of lazy wisdom is a secure path, a path where your foot will not stumble. If you stop and you rest, you are protected and you will not be afraid. If you lie down, your sleep will be very sweet. There is no caveat here. There are no exceptions here that are listed in Proverbs 3. Even in the heaviest of storms, which God set forth for our good and for his glory, all that we experience in this life, all that he predestined before the foundation of the world, we can rest and find sweet sleep in Christ, specifically in who he is. The truth that Christ will hold us fast no matter the storm, that Christ is our sure and steady anchor, that Christ is our rock and our salvation, our redeemer, our constant refuge in Christ, we will never perish and nothing can snatch us from his hand. So walking the path of lady wisdom 
is the goal of today and every day that the Lord has given us a day to live for him. While following Lady Wisdom, we will trust the Lord every step of the way, leaning not on our own understanding, taking one step at a time, knowing that even though we cannot see, though the sky is dark, the Lord sees clearly and we can trust him. There is no caveat here. It doesn't say, unless you're in a storm that is just too much for the Lord to handle, or unless there is such a storm that is too much for you. The Lord is enough, and he's enough all the time. We're to trust the Lord every step of the way. Look at verse 25. It says, Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious person is abomination to Yahweh, but the upright are in his confidence. In our struggle against sin, in our fight to glorify the Lord, and it is a fight, in all of our trials, we are not exempt from fear, pain, suffering, and heartache. Walking the path of Lady Wisdom is a difficult path, but the Savior is our great comforter. In Proverbs 3, just Proverbs chapter 3 alone, we find the words do not, let not, or be not 13 times. These words inform us that great attention is needed by us. This is the father speaking to his son. Son, I have been on this earth for a very long time. Son, I am wise. Son, I hope you listen to what I say. Do not, let not, and be not. He's giving instructions to his son. That's what a wise father does. He instructs his son, I want you to pay attention. I want you to learn. These words inform us that great attention is needed by us. We need to hold fast to the word of God. We need to hold fast to the character of God and keep a watchful eye upon our life. Great attention is needed as we live. There are things that we need to hold on to in this life. There are things we must not embrace in this life. There are things that we need to learn in this life. There are things that we must do in this life. And there are things that we must not do in this life. You know, the path of Dame Folly and the path of Lady Wisdom, they're both full of pain in this fallen world. The advantage that Christians have is that we have access to the great comforter and shield, Jesus Christ. So let's take a quick look at these words, do not, let not, and be not, in Proverbs 3. Look at Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching. Verse 3, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Verse 5, do not lean on your own understanding. Verse 7, 
Be not wise in your own eyes. Verse 11, do not despise Yahweh's discipline. Verse 21, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Verse 25, do not be afraid of sudden terror. 27, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. 28, do not say to your neighbor. 29, do not plan evil against your neighbor. 30, do not contend with a man for no reason. 31, do not envy a man of violence. 31, do not choose any of his ways. Oh, it is of great importance that we see the progression here. Verse 1 begins with what is most important, the teaching of God. Do not forget my teaching. A father teaching his son the word of God. The father teaching his son wisdom. The teaching of God is paramount for our walk and for our relationships. This is how the do not, let not, and be not is divided up. You have things that are discussing the Lord, things that are discussing our walk, our relationships with others. But the teaching of God is primary. It says great attention is needed for our life. Our walk is a work. Taking to heart the teaching of God is needed to please him as we navigate our surroundings. Taking to heart the teaching of God is needed to please him in our relationships. It says, do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes. The ruin of the wicked is coming. For the Lord will be your confidence and keep your foot from being caught. As we are walking the path of Lady Wisdom, we will see the ruin of the wicked. But Yahweh is our confidence because we are his child. Christ is our hope. He will keep our foot from being caught. He will keep us from being captured. Verse 27 begins the do-nots in our relationships. These verses are about loving our neighbor as ourselves. When Jesus was asked about the great commandment, he said this in Matthew 22. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So verse 27 of Proverbs 3, in keeping the teachings of God, we are to do good to whom it is due. Meaning Christians shouldn't withhold doing good. Verse 28 informs us to give to our neighbor when they ask for something and we have it. Christians are to provide as others have need. Verse 29 instructs us to not do evil to our neighbor. Christian, we were created for good works. I don't know about your neighbors, but I'm sure that when I say the word neighbors, there is something that really gets under your skin with them. Something. They're too loud. They don't take care of their yard enough. They're doing something they shouldn't do. And we complain and we bicker. I'm like, I, I just, I can't believe that. And that affects our relationship not only with the Lord, but with others. I'm quickly reminded I have something hanging in my kitchen it says do all things without grumbling or disputing that I'm supposed to model for my children and we something that we teach our children 
And very often, I'm so easy to complain about something instead of just serving and doing good for someone. Christians provide as others have needs. Christians were created for good works. Verse 30 tells us not to accuse a man who has done us no harm, to watch our affairs, to hold our tongue, and to watch our words. That our tongue is a fire. It is a restless evil, James says. And the only one who can control our tongue, it is the Lord. The gossip and the slander that our tongue can do will cause great damage. Verse 31, it says, Do not envy a man of violence. Do not despise, do not desire to be a lawbreaker or to choose any of his wicked ways. Psalm 1 talks about this. The blessed man, the blessed man walks in the ways of the Lord. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. His delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on it he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. All that he does, he prospers, for the wicked are not so. We don't envy a man of violence. We don't desire to be a lawbreaker or to choose any wicked way. The blessed man walks in the ways of God. Verse 32, the man or woman who is devious or crooked is an abomination to Yahweh. The devious man, the devious woman is disgusting to the Lord. Christian, our chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever, to not gratify our selfish, sinful desires. Taking to heart The teaching of God is so important in living before the Lord as well as living with others. Nothing compares to wisdom. Her worth, her rewards, they extend far beyond our comprehension in this life. Therefore, the life worth living is the way of Lady Wisdom. And in hearing these instructions just so far in Proverbs chapters 1, 2, and 3, if it doesn't frighten us, look at verse 33. It gives us the two outcomes. Yahweh's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Toward the scorners he is scornful, but to the humble he gives favor. The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. So the wicked are cursed and the righteous are blessed. Yahweh scorns the scorners while Yahweh gives favor to the humble. The wise will inherit honor and glory. The fool will inherit disgrace or shame. You see, the rewards of wisdom in this life, the rewards of wisdom for all of eternity cannot be overexpressed. They are inexhaustible. Our mind cannot fully grasp how great it is to live a life pleasing to the Lord. You know, the greatest commandment of all is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We've never done that for a millisecond. Never. But the rewards of wisdom, we can walk wisely in this life if we are in Christ 
We are pursuing Lady Wisdom, the wisdom that's found in the Word of God to live this life for His name and for His glory. The rewards of wisdom in this life, the rewards of wisdom for all of eternity cannot be overexpressed. They are inexhaustible. Just this past week, I had multiple conversations thinking about the Lord, thinking about all that is going on in this world, thinking about how ready I am to be home. A day is coming and we will forever be with Christ, surrounded by his glory. Or, for those who are outside of Christ, we will be forever in disgrace in hell. There is no third option. It is one of these two outcomes. This is the picture that all of Scripture paints. So are you living a blessed life in Christ, or are you just living? So often our language from day to day can be, I'm just getting by, I'm, I'm making it, I am just surviving. We are not called to just survive. We are called to an abundant life found in Christ. Are you living a blessed life in Christ or are you just living? Walking the path of Lady Wisdom requires great attention to the Word of God and great attention to your own life. Has this been your focus this past week? Just like plants need daily attention, water and pruning. You can talk to my wife about this. She's gone for three days and she left me in charge of watering the plants and I didn't do that good of a job. Just like those plants need daily attention, water and pruning, we need to be caring daily for our own soul. If your soul hasn't been set on Christ, your attention has been elsewhere. We are to focus on Christ, to not lose sight of Lady Wisdom. That's what Solomon is calling out to his son. This is what I've instructed you. This is what I've taught you. This is what I've laid out. This is what I want you to hold on to. Do not lose sight of Lady Wisdom. Because the wise will inherit honor. And just in case you're wondering, Christ is worthy of you living all of your life for him. Christ is worthy of you living every area of your life for him at all times. In times of depression and heartache, times of of trial and times of not doing well, of struggling day in and day out in times of change. Christ is always worth living for. And to the person who has not trusted in Christ for salvation, turn from your sin and trust in Christ or you will remain a fool on the fool's path. Your ruin is approaching, Scripture says. Come to Christ He is your only hope. Christ is the only salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Come to Christ. And if you're in Christ, do not lose sight of Lady Wisdom. 
Father, I thank you for this morning. How good and precious your word is. How blessed we are to gather together as a body and to have the word of God in our language. To gather together, to be blessed, to hear prayers of brothers in Christ, to hear songs being sung to you and to sing to you. How blessed it is to have the word of God preached and for us to listen and to think deeply upon who you are and what you have said. To be encouraged to spur on in this life and to keep our eyes focused upon you. To not lose sight of wisdom. Father, we, we confess right now, later today, tomorrow, and every day after, we're going to continue to fail. Our eyes are going to become distracted by the things of this world. We're going to look at other things and cherish them and pursue them. We're going to look at items, and those are going to be the things that are precious to us. And we will not look upon you and be obsessed with you. Father, thank you that forgiveness is found in your son. Thank you for the work that he has done, that is finished once and for all. The sacrifice has been fully paid. And for those of us, Lord, who are saved, no one can snatch us out of your hand. We are secure. Father, thank you for forgiveness, but thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit that has sealed us for the day of redemption, that has closed us with power from on high to go forward and to be a witness in this world, to read your word and to understand. Help us to take to heart the things that you have breathed out, Lord. Help us to apply those things to our life for your name and for your glory. For the lost, Lord, draw them to yourself. Convict them of their sin and their need for Christ. Lord, for the fathers this morning. May they find joy. May they find joy in living for you. May they find joy in the training of their children. May that be a habit that they have day in and day out. Reading your word before them, praying for them, praying over them. Teaching them the wisdom of God as Solomon did with his son. Father, thank you for this morning. We pray all this in the matchless name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.